Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal Elrod. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you will learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, ultra-marathon runner, and the founder of VIPSuccessCoaching.com, Mr. Hal Elrod. All right, goal achievers, good morning. This is Hal Elrod. I don't know if it's actually morning where you are, but it is always morning somewhere, and morning just happens to be my favorite part of the day. You know, I believe that we should seize the opportunity to really enjoy every single moment, but if I had to pick a favorite time of the day, right, it would definitely be uh, morning. Before we start today's podcast, which I am so excited to record for you, the topic, which I'm going to keep you in suspense a little bit here for a, a minute, um, because I, I want to take a minute to sincerely thank you for being a listener of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. Um, I, you know, I don't I don't know how often I do that, but uh, you know, it really means a lot to me that, and, and, and maybe you're not a longtime listener, by the way, maybe you're like, this is my first episode, dude, like, slow down, <laughs> right? But uh, whether you're a longtime listener, or this is your first time, uh, I, I really want to thank you, because the reality is there are so many great podcasts that you could be listening to right now, uh, many of which I'm sure you, you know, you probably listen to as well, but, but it means so much to me that you invest your valuable time listening to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, um, yeah. In other words, I, I appreciate you more than you know. So thank you for this. And 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 you're, what you're about to listen to this podcast, you may be driving in your car. Uh, you know, maybe you're exercising, or you're on a run, or you're at the gym. Maybe you're sitting at your desk. You're at your computer. You should be working, right? Uh, maybe you're relaxing at home. Either way, whatever the case is, you undoubtedly want to get something out of the podcast, right? That that's why you're listening. You're, you know, it's not just for for no reason. There's obviously you're wanting to gain something, and maybe it's that you want to learn something that'll improve your life or your business. Uh, maybe you just want to be entertained, you know, or you like the sound of my voice. I can't imagine that, that it's that last one, but uh, who knows, right? So either way, if you're listening right now, you're probably in one of two categories, right? People are typically in one of these two categories, and myself included. Uh, either you're at a place in your life that is not exactly where you want to be right now. You know, maybe you might be struggling uh, or unfulfilled, uh, or maybe you're just looking for a change. You know, you want something better. Uh, you're in what I would call growth mode, right? You're, you're listening to the podcast potentially because you're seeking knowledge that will help you take your life to the next level. Or maybe you're in a place in your life that is it's exactly where you want to be, you know, or pretty close to it. Uh, maybe you've achieved a level of success, whether it's personally or professionally, or both that has you feeling satisfied and fulfilled and successful. But you're always learning and growing still because that's the one thing we all share in common is that our potential is never reached, right? There is no pinnacle. Uh, and the next level is is universally available to all of us. Doesn't matter how successful you get, right? There's always a, a, a new possibility for you and, and for all of us. And, and it's almost like when you achieve the level of success that you have been working for for so long, you who you become, you start to realize, wow, I'm only scratching the surface. Like you start to realize how little you really know related to what's out there and what's possible. And whatever best describes your current situation where you're, you know, whether you're struggling right now or you're exactly where you're supposed to be or somewhere in the middle, today's episode, I really believe is going to be an important one for you. I'm going to teach you the a formula that it's designed to radically improve what is arguably the single most important skill for any human being to master, right? I know that's a big promise to make, but the more successful you become, the more that you realize that truly the most important skill to develop and master is your ability to effectively connect, communicate, and influence other human beings, right? As a human being, that is the skill that trumps all the other skills. And this is just as true with regards to verbal, you know, spoken word communication as it is to written communication, right? So connecting and communicating and influencing, whether that be through, you know, written word or or face-to-face, mouth-to-mouth, right? 
Oh, that sounded dirty. But um, the formula that I'm going to teach you today is, is what I call the context creation formula. So if you're taking notes, you can pause it and you can stop the recording for a sec uh, and, and write down context creation formula. And this is the same formula that I've used for over 10 years to effectively connect, communicate, and positively influence people through everything I've ever done, you know, back when I was a salesperson or every book that I've now written or every speech that I've given, every email I've sent, every podcast I've recorded, you name it, this is the, you know, the golden formula, if you will. And by the end of today's podcast episode, you'll be able to immediately implement what you learn to radically improve what, again, is the single book most important skill for you as a human being to master. And of course, that's my opinion. I'm not stating it as a fact. But uh, again, that is your ability to connect, communicate and influence others. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how do you take your ability to connect, communicate and influence other human beings to a whole new level. And again, it's something that will be immediately implementable. You won't, you, you, you can, what I'm going to teach you today, you could take this formula and you could apply it in your next conversation or your next sales presentation or the next website that you write or create or your blog post or whatever, uh, right? The next time you talk to your significant other or you try to get your kids to do something, um, th this formula is very universal. And the, uh, this is something that I learned, uh, again, roughly 10 years ago. And I believe that I think that I first learned this from my, uh, my good friend, John Berghoff, who I believe learned it from the train, the trainer event, uh, at, uh, peak potentials, the company peak potentials. John went to their event to learn how to, uh, you know, run events. And as you Many of you know you were at my Best Year Ever Blueprint, or I shouldn't say my, but you were at the Best Year Ever Blueprint live event, and uh, you got to see John, you know, implementing those skills at a very, very high level. He's one of the best in the world uh, that I've ever seen at, at you know, managing a, uh, a group and, and, uh, and conducting an event in a way that is really, really, really transformative. So um, let's dive in here. So in terms of communication, there are two parts to all communication, okay? The first part is the content, right? What you're trying to get across. The second part is the context. And as I mentioned, the, 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 the formula that we're going to talk about today is the context creation formula. And I, I should mention, by the way, I, I mentioned that I, I originally learned this or a version of this from John Berghoff, who learned it from Train the Trainer, I believe. Uh, this is my own take on a lot of this. So this is, you know, evolved over 10 years. Uh, it wasn't called the context creation formula. That's, you know, what I've evolved this to be. That's what I call it. So FYI. Um, so here's the deal. Two parts to communication. Number one is content. Number two is context. Now think about this. Most people only focus on the content, meaning the what. What do I want to tell you? Yeah, I'll, I'll use speaking as an example, right? You go, you listen to a professional speaker, uh, and, and they often come up and they go, you know, here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to teach you these three things, right? And then they teach it to you and then they tell you what they taught you, right? That's like the old school, you know, tell them what you're going to tell them and then tell them and then tell them what you told them. Like that, that's like the old school, uh, way to effectively communicate. And it, there's still value to that for sure. But that really revolves around content, and the content is crucial. It's important. It's 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 often where the most value comes. However, here's the here's the the distinction that we're going to get across today, is that the context is infinitely more important than the content. Uh, now, granted, you kind of you kind of need both for effective communication, but. The point is, I'll give you an example. My, uh, my son occasionally has a tantrum and uh, this, he's going through a phase right now. He's three and he's like started to have these tantrums recently. And my wife and I are like, what is going on? He's like this totally different person. What's going on? Um, so when he is in that frame of mind, right, no content that we try to deliver to him will get across. We say, how, you know, Halston, you know, uh, be good or Halston, uh, you know, what's going on? How, right. He is he, emotionally and mentally where he's at. He's just, he's, he's, he's not in a place to receive the content that we're trying to deliver. And often when we hear a message, somebody comes and they, they try to deliver content to us. And again, whether they're trying to sell us something or, or they're trying to teach us something, they, they, they lay out the content and we often, you know, it, it often doesn't hit us at the right time. Or you, you might hear that, right? You have to hear something when you're in the right state of mind or at the right time. And here's the deal. As an effective communicator, you can create the right time through context. Uh, 
right? You can put someone in the right frame of mind through creating context. So that's what this is really about is how do you put someone in the right frame of mind? How do you prime the pump, if you will? How do you get the, get get them in a place where the content that you're going to deliver, whether you're trying to sell them your product or you're trying to convince them to do something or you're trying to, you know, inspire them, right? If you're talking to a friend who's down in the dumps and you want to influence them and you know that you've got some valuable things you can share that could change their life if they receive it and if they implement it. Well, that's what context is all about. How do you get someone in the right frame of mind and set the right context so that when you then deliver the content, they're primed, they're ready, and it lands the way you want it to land. That's what this is really about. And I want to give you the definition. I looked this up uh, on like dictionary.com, the definition of context. So there's two different definitions that I got here. Number one, context is the circumstance uh, or circumstances that form the setting for an event, statement, or idea, and in terms of which it can be fully understood and assessed. So that's a much more eloquent way of what I was trying to say, right? So again, the circumstances that form the setting for an event, a statement, or an idea, and in terms of which it can be fully understood and assessed. So again, this is how you're going to create this context so that you're creating these circumstances that are optimum for you to deliver your message or your idea or your sales pitch or whatever. Um, the second definition of context here is the parts of something written or spoken that immediately precede and follow a word or passage and clarify its meaning. So again, you, the, the word proceed there stands out to me, right? The parts of something written or spoken that immediately proceed. So the formula I'm going to teach you today is, is designed to proceed any communication. And this is the formula. Before I send an email, as I mentioned, before I do anything, before I give any speech, I pull out this formula and I fill in the blanks. I pull out the formula and I fill in the blanks for any speech that I'm going to give. And I'm going to give it to you. There's five parts to this. So this is really an episode where you do want to take notes. Um, and, and what's inspired me to record this is I taught this to a, a private coaching client, one of our actually Quantum Leap Mastermind members yesterday, and she was like blown away. And I was like, I need to do a podcast on this. So, um, all right. Let's dive in. Number one, and I'm going to give you a uh, three or four letter, either abbreviation or acronym. Just this is something that this is like when I do the formula, when I'm writing it out, I use these abbreviations uh, to remind me of kind of, you know, what, what I'm going to go through. So the first abbreviation is ACK. So jot that down. Number one, ACK, that stands for acknowledge your audience. Now, uh, your audience could be your significant other. It could be one person. It could be your prospect or your client. It could be, right, it could be your your email subscribers. It could be, face, it, it's Facebook. It's, it, it's whatever, whoever's receiving the message that you're trying to get across, right? So number one, acknowledge your audience. Now, what does that mean? Well, it, when you show respect to a person or a group of people, there's a natural affinity that's created in that moment, right? And, and I'll give you an example. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I, uh, I normally don't script anything. Like, I don't script things. Even in my speeches, I rarely script things. Occasionally, I'll script this, this whole context creation. But I want to let you know that I actually scripted the beginning of this podcast. Maybe you could tell I was reading it for the most part. Um, I did that very purposefully. What I, As I was about to record the podcast, which was an hour ago, I was supposed to be done by now, by the way. Uh, but as I was doing it, I was like, wait a minute. I, I, I need to actually use the context creation formula to open up the podcast so that then I can point back to it as I'm teaching you each of these points, right? So I actually scripted out, you know, all five of the context creation components. And then I went through and, and I actually did each of these, right? So um, this was kind of an experiment. I don't know how well I did it. But uh, so the first one, ACK, acknowledge your audience. So I'm going to go, I'm going to remind you of how I opened up the podcast other than the whole, uh, you know, good morning morning, it's morning somewhere, right? That was more off the cuff. But um, I said, you know, before we start the podcast today, I want to take a minute to sincerely thank you for being a listener of the Achieve Your Goals podcast, right? Or for listening to this episode, if it's your first time. I talked about how there's so many other podcasts you could listen to that your time is valuable and how much I appreciate you. Now, now please know that was from the heart. I meant all of that very sincerely, but that was an example of how you acknowledge an audience, right? So when I'm speaking, you know, like, like an example of a speaker 
And you'll even see this with like, you know, presidential candidates, right? Watch the presidential candidates. Watch the how they implement these components when they're giving a speech or addressing a crowd. You'll often see this. Or even in marketing, you'll you'll see a lot of this, right? Because it's how you effectively connect with, um, communicate, and, and, and influence human beings. So, um, so uh, you can acknowledge somebody. You'll see speakers say something like, you know, thank you so much for, you know, for being here today. It's an honor to be here, yada, 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 right? They're acknowledging the audience, and the audience then feels an immediate connection to the speaker. They feel an affinity. Um, you know, you'll, you'll often hear people say, hey, your time is really valuable, and you could be anywhere right now, and the fact that you're here listening to me, uh, I don't take that lightly. It really means a lot to me, so thank you for that. Right. And think about how you feel when someone sincerely tells you that you immediately feel like, wow, you know, that this is a good person. Right. Cool, 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 cool guy, cool girl. Like, she, you know, she really she respects us. That's great. So that's how you start any communication you should acknowledge. And again, this is if you're talking to your kids, you can apply this. You know, I'm thinking more you're going to apply this probably with, uh, you know, in, in like a professional setting that's going to help you advance your career, uh, your your business, etc. But this is valuable in everything. And, 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 and again, I want to mention the idea that this is also important in written communication. So if I'm going to write an email, now sometimes I totally forget about the formula, but a lot of it's ingrained in me. I've done this for 10 years, so a lot of it's ingrained. But effectively, you would write the same thing. Hey, I know you're busy today. Thank you so much for uh, taking a few minutes to read this email. I promise uh, you know, I've done my best to make sure it's valuable for you. Right? You're acknowledging someone for the value of their time uh, and, and acknowledging them for sharing that time with you. So that's number one. Acknowledge your audience. And by the way, I'm not going to give you, I'm giving you the formula. I'm not going to give you the, the word for word how to do this because there are infinite ways. So when I'm about to give a speech, so, so this, here's a little behind the scenes. I don't typically prepare this for an audience until I'm in the room, typically like an hour or 30 minutes before I'm going to speak. And I'll usually just kind of do it in my head. That's where the abbreviations ACK and the other ones I'm going to teach you come into play. Cause in my head, I remember all those abbreviations. Then I go ACK. Oh yeah. Okay. Acknowledge. How am I going to acknowledge this group? Right. And then the next one we'll get to is ETW, which I'll dive into that in a second. But the point is this formula, it, you're going to ask yourself, what are ways that I could acknowledge the audience. What are ways that I could acknowledge my audience, whether that be my email subscribers, my the reader of my book, my blog, my, you know, whoever, my wife, how can I acknowledge this person or this group of people? So you want to really, this is all, this, these are all prompts. This formula are prompts that, that, that should be followed up with questions because there's usually not just, there's not one way to acknowledge someone or a group of people. There's infinite ways, right? And the reason that I like to create this while I'm in the back of the room, you know, uh, listening to the speaker that's going on before me is because I want to really be in the moment and I want it to be customized and I want it to be, uh, you know, really catered to where, you know, what the people that I'm going to speak to, what are they experiencing right now before I go on stage? So what's the mindset that they're in that sort of thing? And then I'm going to customize the way that I acknowledge them accordingly. And so I often will, I mean, sometimes I'll come up with my first line of my speech, like, uh, but while the person's introducing me, you know, like or five minutes before, right? Just in that moment. So, um, being in the moment. So acknowledge is the first step of the context creation formula. That's how you want to start any communication where you want to either connect or influence another human being. All right. Number two, ETW. ETW stands for enter their world. Uh, and, and what that means is you want to, right? You want to ask yourself what, are the people or what's the audience? What are they thinking right now? What are they feeling? What's going on in their mind or in their head or in their body? Right. Um, I'll give you an example and then I'll, and then I'll point back to how I, how I use this in the podcast opening today. But, uh, one, once I was set to speak right before I was either lunch or dinner, I don't remember which meal it was, but I was speaking at an event. This was a long time ago. Um, but, uh, and I was right before a meal. And so I'm, and I was personally really hungry. And then as I was going through this process and I'm entering their world, I go, what's on their mind right now? Food. Like there's nothing that any of, anyone is going to be thinking more about than 
I just want this Hal guy to freaking finish his speech so I can go eat. I'm starving, right? So I thought, okay, how can I how can I address that in a way that is, you know, positive, right? In a way that is proactive for 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 them to receive my message. And so I went up on stage and the way that I entered their world is I said, hey, I said, by the way, guys, I said, I know we got, you know, we got dinner after my speech. I am personally, I'm starving. All right. I don't know about you. Anybody else hungry right now by a show of hands? Raise your hand if you're if you're pretty hungry right now. Right. And, and most of the hands went up and I said, you know what, because I'm hungry and you're hungry, let's do this. I, I was supposed to talk for an hour today. I can get you my message in 45 minutes. Like I'm not going to cut anything out. They're just like, I can, I know I can do this in 45 minutes. If it's okay with everybody, I'll let you guys vote. I would love to keep the message down to cut it from 60 to 45 minutes so that we can get to dinner faster. Raise your hand. If you, if you vote yes on that. Now, as you can imagine, right. Almost everybody's hand went right back up. And all of a sudden, think about what that did for the audience and for my connection to the audience. It went from me being the person, that was my chief of staff cell phone going off in the background, by the way. Um, <laughs> but the last time, last episode, it was Halston coming in, right? Um, again, the, this is the, uh, the benefits and the joys of working from home. Um, so where was I? I was talking about context creation. Oh, oh. so if, if, if uh, I, I talked about being hungry. Yeah, so what happens is now the audience, now I go from being like the enemy, right? Like I was the barrier to their meal, to, to having their hunger pains, right, satisfied. Now all of a sudden I was the hero, right? Now all of a sudden went from like, wow, this was the barrier to our meal to this guy is actually gonna make his speech shorter so we can get to dinner faster. So imagine that being that audience, now you're tuning in, you're like, wow, I'm just like, this is awesome, right? There's an instant level once again. The rapport and the affinity continue. So you begin acknowledging, then you enter their world, and right, and you're, you're building a stronger connection with the audience, and that's the first part of this, is how do you connect with them? Now. Back to this podcast. How did I open up? How did I enter your world um, uh, while when I opened the podcast? Well, I asked myself, you know, where what's going on right now if you're listening to the podcast? That's a hard question to answer because, <laughs> right, we have people in like, I don't even know how many, you know, 50 countries or something listening to the podcast. Uh, they're all, you could be anywhere doing anything, right? So I tried to just cover as many bases as I could. So you might remember I said, now, as you're listening to this podcast, you might be driving in your car right now, or maybe you're exercising. Maybe you're on a run or you're at the gym. Uh, maybe you're sitting at your desk looking at your computer and, you, you know, you should be working right now. Uh, or maybe you're relaxing at home, right? Either way, undoubtedly, you want to get something out of the podcast. So, so let me pause. First thing I did is I actually handled logistics and, 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 and um, geographically, like people, what situation might you be in? And I tried to cover as many as I could. You're either driving in the car, you're exercising, you're at, your, at work, at your desk, at your computer, or you're at home, right? I tried to cover quite a few bases. Uh, and then I went further. So that covered the, like, people are like, I'm entering their world in terms of where you are listening to the podcast. But then I went further and I went more universal. I said, no matter where you are, you undoubtedly want to get something out of the podcast, right? Maybe you want to learn something that will improve your life or your business. Maybe you just want to be entertained, right? Or, you know, and then I said, you want like the sound of my voice or whatever, but right. But so I'm entering your world, right? You're either listening to this. If you're listening to a podcast, it's pretty much because you want to get something out of it. That's why you would listen to it. And it's usually you want to learn something that's going to improve your life in some way. Or some people just listen to podcasts because they, they pass the time. It's like a meditation. It's just a way to be entertained and kind of zone out like a form of like watching television for some people, right? So that's how I, in, I attempted to enter your world on uh, opening up this podcast. So that's how I tried to implement that that tool. And again, enter their world. It depends if you're, if you're talking to an audience of people, you know, if you're talking like back when I talked to real estate agents, you know, in 2008, 2009, when the real estate market had crashed and home sales were, you know, down, like I had to enter their world. I had to ask, what is it like to be like, you know, in these people's shoes right now? You know, it's, it may be challenging uh, or maybe you're talking to a group or you're communicating to people that are, they're, they're excited. They're something great's going on for them, right? It just depends. Everybody's different. That's why, again, these are, these are guideposts. This formula doesn't tell you what to say. It tells you, it gives you a prompt on what questions to ask. How do I enter their world? What's it like to be these people right now, et cetera. And by the way, the best way to figure that out is not to guess. 
It's to talk to them. It's to talk to some of the people that are in your audience. So whether it's your email subscribers, right? Like I did, I wanted to host a podcast uh, recently and I sent an email out to our email subscribers and I said, how many of you, because I didn't know the answer. I'm like, how many of you listen to podcasts? Please click yes if you do and no if you don't or you know, maybe you don't now, but you'd be open to it. Not podcast. Sorry. I said, how many of you watch webinars? And so that became right. That was me entering their world because I didn't know the answer. So I didn't know. I, I, I couldn't just guess. So there are some times where you maybe if you're, you know, if it's if it's people that are in a similar space that you are in or that you've been in in the past and you're talking to an audience that you're very familiar with kind of what work is like or what life is like for them, often you can enter their world on your own. Uh, but if you're not sure, right, talk to folks that are similar or that are actually ideally in your audience, find out uh, what they want. And that is, by the way, what John Berghoff and I did for the Best Year Ever Blueprint event this last year is I uh, sent out a very detailed survey that um, I mean, we, I was even concerned that I was asking too much. And, you know, I made some of the questions optional, like, you know, your income level and, uh, you know, just all sorts of different, your age, all sorts of different things. But we, we, we sent out this detailed survey and the, the, the answers that came back and we got, you know, out of the 330 attendees, I think we got like 285 or, you know, I don't know exact number, but somewhere around 275 to 85, uh, responses. So we got a ton of data, uh, to, to, to review and understand what, our audience wanted to get, you know, what the attendees wanted to get out of the event and what was going well in their life and what wasn't going well. And if they, and we even had, you know, multiple choice, like check all that apply. Do you want to a write a book, B start a podcast, C do live speaking. We're trying to figure out all these different things. Are you an entrepreneur? Are you an employee? Are you right? All of these things. And so that allowed us to effectively or as effectively as possible enter the world of our audience. And I can't tell you how much, you know, John and I completely customized the event and catered it to those survey responses, right? So rather than just running uh, a generic event that we thought would be the right event for these folks, you know, for our attendees, we figured out what do they want? What is it like to be them? We entered their world as best we could by surveying them. And then we could really deliver on, you know, what they were hoping to get out of the live event. So, uh, and I think, by the way, if you are wanting to attend this year's live event, we, we sold out last year, you know, a month in advance. And this year, I think we already have almost half the spots taken. But you can go to bestyeareverlive.com, uh, bestyeareverlive.com, and uh, get all the details and even secure your spot early for the 2016 Best Year Ever Blueprint. So there's a little little plug. Um, all right, number three. So number one is acknowledge, ACK acknowledge. Number two, ETW enter their world. Number three, ENR. ENR stands for enroll your audience. Enroll your audience. What does that mean? Um, essentially, it's, it's asking an either or question or making an either or statement. It's try, it's doing your best to group your audience into as few groups as possible that covers, um, ideally everyone, or at least the majority, you know, I really, you want to get to everyone. Um, the, so we were able to do that right by sending out those surveys, as I mentioned. Now, in this case, I can't see you. I'm not surveying you. I couldn't talk to you. So how did I do that on this podcast? Well, um, so, uh, I, I basically, I chose two categories. I said, either you're, and you'll probably remember this. I said, either you're at a place in your life uh, right now that's not exactly where you want to be. You know, you might be struggling or unfulfilled, uh, or maybe you're just looking for a change. You want to go to the next level and you're in growth mode right now. You know, you're seeking knowledge that will help you overcome your challenges or take your life to the next level, right? So that was, that was type one, right? I was kind of category one is people that are not where they want to be. Category two is people who are, are where they want to be. So I said, or you might be at a place in your life that's pretty close to, you know, ex exactly where you want to be. You've achieved a level of success, you know, personally, professionally, or both that has you feeling satisfied and fulfilled, but you're still always learning and growing because the one thing we all share in common is that our potential is never reached. There is no pinnacle and the next level is universally available to all of us. Right. So that's an example of enrolling. So what you want to do is you want to ask, and, and this is kind of, this, this is really very, very uh, related to entering your audience's world in that you want to try to group your audience into 
as few categories as possible, ideally two, you know, kind of the have or have not, want or don't want, you know, you've achieved this or you have not yet. So you want to try to do it in two. That way you can get everybody. And I'll give you an example. Um, if I'm giving a, a speech and I'm talking about, you know, achieving your dreams or, or, you know, as, as a, as a, like, uh, there's a story I tell about a dream I had when I was 15 to be a radio disc jockey. And I'll say, how many of you, by show of hands, how many of you, when you were a kid, you knew what you wanted to be when you grew up, raise your hand, you know, and whatever percentage of hands go up, I go, awesome. Thank you so much. And then how many of you, when you were a kid, you, you didn't know what you wanted to be when you grew up. It wasn't something you didn't, you didn't have that figured out when you were younger. There was no dream from an early age, raise your hands. And then guess what? All of the rest of the hands go up. So this is an example of enrolling the entire audience. You ask an either or question that gets both groups involved. So again, I couldn't ask you the question. I mean, I, I could have phrased it as a question, but it was just saying you're either, you know, most likely you're at a place where you're not where you want to be, or you're at a place where you, it's exactly where you want to be, right? It's one of those two or somewhere. And I even said, or somewhere in between, right? And that kind of covers the, the, the gray area, if you will. Um, but uh, when I used to, you know, do sales training, I would say, how many of you have sold, you know, the, like when I was in Cutco, how many of you have sold uh, at least your first ever ultimate set, like the big set that we sell? How many of you have sold one of those, right? And, you know, 50% of the hands went up or 30 or whatever. And then I go, all right, awesome. Thank you. How many of you have not yet sold your first ultimate set? And guess what? All of the other hands went up. So now I've engaged everyone in the audience specifically. They're either at this place or this place. Now, if it's a live, if you're doing a live presentation or something, that's that's also great because you know you actually can see and go, oh wow, only 10% of the room has done X. You know, wow, okay, that, now you really can kind of customize in that moment and cater your communication to that to you know to that group. And again, this, I'm using examples from speaking and this podcast, but this applies you know universally. Um, uh, so that's enroll number three. E N R enroll everybody in your audience. Number four is W-I-I-F-T. W-I-I-F-T. What's in it for them? What's in it for them, right? That's that's what we all, uh, even if we're the most altruistic human beings on the planet, like we we still, what's in it for me? Like we, we, we want to know, like, why should I talk to this person? Why should I go to this thing? Why should I watch this movie? Is it going to entertain me? Why should I go to this restaurant? Is it going to be, is the food good, right? We, we, we're, we're, it's human nature to want to move toward things that please us, that make us feel good, that meet our needs, right? So we're wondering unconsciously or consciously what's in it for me. So you've got to tell, your audience that you're communicating to again your subscribers your listeners your friends your family your employees by the way this is great if you're a leader this is a great way to frame any conversation like the annual review you're going to have with a uh, you know with with an employee or even if you have to fire somebody you have to fire an employee i would still follow this formula right i would acknowledge them i would enter their world i would you know enroll them in some way and and and, and i would you know what's in it for them to be fired right i don't know what that is but um but but you know there's definitely a silver lining that you could highlight for them which they might not see on their own. So number four, what's in it for them? And I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you how I'm just going to repeat what I, what I did, uh, in the beginning of the podcast, by the way, often I trans, there's a direct transition from the enrolling, right? ENR number three, enroll to number four, what's in it for them. Meaning you'll, you'll, you'll break them into two categories, right? You'll, you'll, you'll kind of try to assess your audience in two categories. Either you've done this or you haven't, either you're here or you're not right. And then the transition statement is whichever, whichever group you raised your hand for, what I'm going to share with you today is blank, 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 or we'll help you to blank, 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 right? So it's a direct transition where when you enroll them, you're getting them to raise their hand, either literally or figuratively, if it's, you know, if it's like a podcast, I can't see you raising your hand. Um, but you're getting them to raise their hand and the, uh, to, to, to acknowledge that, that, Hey, that's me, right? That's me. And so once you've done that, you then can make that smooth transition to go, okay, great. Whichever group you fit into, this is going to be uh, this is going to help you. And, and here's what I said. I said, whichever best describes your current situation, whether you are where you want to be or you're not quite there yet, today's episode is going to be an important one for you. I'm going to teach you a formula for radically improving what is arguably the single most important skill for any human being to master. In fact, the more successful you become, the more you realize that truly the single most important skill, in my opinion, it's not a fact, but it's my opinion, uh, but to, the, the most important skill to develop and to master really is your ability to effectively connect, 
communicate and influence other human beings. And this is uh, just as true with regards to verbal spoken word communication as it is to written communication. So the formula I'm going to teach you today is what I call the context creation formula. It's the same formula that I've been using for over 10 years to effectively connect, communicate, and positively influence people through every book I've written, every speech I've given, every email I've sent, uh, every podcast I've recorded, you name it. And I just realized that that last piece is actually... The the last thing I just read is kind of from the... um, uh, the next point that I'm going to teach you. So doing some copying and pasting here anyway. So, but you see what's in it for them, right? It's just simply letting them know, here's what I'm going to teach you today. Here's what you're going to walk away with today. Here's what you're going to gain from investing your time with me today. And think about it. If you're sending an email to somebody, especially if it's a long email and they're like, they, they, they scan down with their eyes. They're like, oh my gosh, this is like the longest email ever. You better, you better hit what's in it for them pretty quickly. In fact, by the way, you can sometimes go, not sometimes, whenever you want, you can do these in different orders. You don't have to follow the context creation formula in this order. In some ways, there, you know, there, there's logic to the order, kind of like I said, with the transition from enrolling people to what's in it for them, that, that transition is there. But you might lead with what's in it for them. You might take the stage or send an email that says, by reading this email, you're going to you know, you're going to walk away and know exactly how to get everything you ever wanted in your life, right? Or, you know, to do one, two, and three. I mean, whatever it is. So you might lead with what's in it for them. It kind of depends on the attention span of your audience. So in an email, you might have less time to grab their attention and to keep their attention. So you uh, you might want to want what's in it for them to move up toward the top. Now, another little trick, and this is uh, let, let, you know, here's a couple hacks on how to how to <clears throat> embed what's in it for them very early on. It can be in the e- if you're doing an email, it can be in the email subject line, right? It can be if you're writing a book, it can be in the book title and or subtitle and or description. Uh, if you are giving a speech, it can be in your introduction. So before you even take the stage. The person introducing you, and by the way, this is ideal. This should be this should be absolutely in your introduction. The person that is introducing you, they let the audience know what's in it for them. You know, we brought you know so and so in to speak to you today to teach you how to do blank, 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 and you know less time or whatever. So right, so before you even take the stage, people are already like, oh wow, this is what I need to learn. This is going to be great. Right. So step number four, what's in it for them? Uh, W-I-I-F-T, arguably the most important acronym, right, in, in, in all of acronyms. Uh, number five, this is the last part of the context creation formula. And uh, I've got I've kind of added to it over the years. Uh, there are two parts to it. It's ETR plus B as in boy, V as in vulnerable and A as in apple. E-T-R plus B-V-A. That stands for earn the right plus be vulnerable and authentic. Earn the right plus be vulnerable and authentic. Let me explain what I mean. Uh, if you make a promise, what's in it for them, by the way, if you want to make a note, that should be like some big promises, right? If, if your what's in it for them is not profound and compelling well then why the heck would they listen to you you know it's like you you better be pretty profound and pretty compelling uh when you make some promises on what's in it for them and 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 by the way a transition from what's in it for them uh you can say something like you know i know those are some big promises to make but here's why i'm 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 comfortable making them for you right and then that's the transition into earning the right earning the right is where you establish credibility Right. So if you're taking notes, that that's a great, you know, a great way to under like another way to summarize earning the right is establishing credibility. So if you're teaching someone to do something right, you might want to tell a story about how you were able to do that thing and, and what what results, uh, you know, were what came of that, of you learning that. Um, now, being vulnerable and authentic is really important. When you earn the right, there's often a fine balance between being, you know, boastful and being humble, right? Going, well, I can tell you this because I'm the man and I've done it. And I'm right. Like, you know, like, like there's Donald Trump's <laughs> way of, you know, of, of approaching his credibility. And then there's uh, what uh, I think John Berghoff, he termed this or calls this the reluctant hero, um, which is 
you know, which again, being vulnerable and authentic when you're vulnerable, people fall in love with you, by the way, that, that's a quote from Robin Sharma. When you're vulnerable, people fall in love with you. And I'll give you an example. I was watching a video yesterday of Ronda Rousey. And if you go to my Facebook page, you can see this video. Uh, or if you just Google Ronda Rousey on Ellen DeGeneres. And for those that don't know who Ronda Rousey is, she is the first ever women's champion in the UFC, the Ultimate Fighting Championship. She is a uh, the first female ever to win a a medal, an Olympic medal in judo. So that's what she did, you know, when she was I don't know, nineteen or twenty, I think, and um, and then now she's I think late twenties, and and now she's parlayed her abilities as a professional, you know, athlete and fighter into being a world champion. And you may know her too. She's in all movies. She's on the new Sports Illustrated issue, all this stuff. So Ronda recently had her first loss and it was a pretty brutal loss. She got knocked out by like head kick. You know, it's pretty, some of you are going, why do you watch the sport, Hal? That's another episode, another time. But, um, but I saw Rhonda on Ellen and this, uh, you know, Rhonda, she's very confident, right? To be the best in the world, it's kind of like Muhammad Ali, right? You, you, you kind of got to be confident. It's, it's, it, it, I think it can be challenging to have this extraordinary self-belief that's required to go into a cage and perform at your best when you know the person across from you is trying to, you know, take your head off to knock you out, right? So there's an element of, of, of you know, kind of, confidence or what, what could come across as cockiness involved. Also, you know, in order to get people interested in the fight, typically you got to talk, you got to be, you know, you got to be a good talker and, you know, talk some smack and people get intrigued. They either love you or they hate you. They want to see you lose. But either way, if you're, if you're a good talker, people will tune in to, to watch you. Right. So the point is there were a lot of, there are a lot of Ronda fans, millions of Ronda Rousey fans, but there are also, you know, arguably millions of Ronda Rousey critics and haters, you know, that, oh, Ronda's cocky. And I'm glad I heard that from a lot of people. I'm glad she lost. She was so full of herself or so cocky. Um, and, you know, I never saw her that way. I mean, I saw that persona, but I realized that that was for the cameras. That was for show. So what, what's the point? The point is I wasn't a huge Ronda Rousey fan. Be and I really think it's because she almost never showed any vulnerability. I didn't realize that until this interview she just did the other day on Ellen. Uh, and she was extremely vulnerable. She talked about what it was like to lose. And that as soon as she lost in the back room, she thought, what, what am I? You know, she's so used to being the best in the world. She goes, what, why, I, if I'm not, if I'm not what I, my identity is that I'm, you know, the best fighter in the world. And I've believed that. And I've told myself that, and I've been that, but if I'm not that, what am I? And she said she contemplated suicide. She was in the hospital, you know, getting checked out for her, you know, injuries and concussion that she suffered. And, um, she was contemplating suicide and, just, just to hear, just to, to Robin Sharma's point, his quote that when you're vulnerable, people fall in love with you. Uh, I just felt that I like my my. I became a much bigger fan of Ronda Rousey in that moment. Uh, and I didn't do it consciously. It was very unconscious, but it was that, that vulnerability that which, which shows our humanity, right? People really resonate with that for all of us. And so, um, you know, I had that realization, I don't know, a long time ago when I was giving a speech and I messed up and, uh, I got, I thought I got nervous. And then I, I, on my feet, I thought real quick, I went to the audience. I said, Hey, I have, remember I have brain damage. I don't remember what I'm talking about all the time. Can you guys help, help me? What was I talking about? And they started shouting out, Oh, you were telling the story about your mom. And shout, and I was like, uh, okay, well, what else? Keep, I'm, I'm, it's not coming to me. And, and somebody else shouted out, Oh yeah, you said this. And, and I go, Oh yeah, got it. Thank you. And in that moment, I felt this, I, like the entire crowd, it was probably 500 people. I just felt this this connection where they all went like, we did it, you know, we did it. And, and, and it was this team effort. And in that moment, that's when I, I came up with the, the quote right after, give up being perfect for being authentic, right? Give up that need, that illusion that we tend to buy into of like, oh, I got to be perfect. You know, I got to do things flawlessly. Um, give that up for the opportunity to be authentic. And, and when you do that, you connect with people, right? People don't connect with people that are perfect, they connect with people that are authentic and that aren't afraid to be vulnerable and to be real and to be human and, and talk about their fears and talk about their faults and talk about their shortcomings and their insecurities. You know, I, I do that possibly to a fault and it's, it's unconscious now. Um, you know, because again, I've just, this is just communicating this way for a long time, but, um, so unconsciously, I think the authenticity or the vulnerability, I just, I just, I don't, 
it's just who I am now. Like I don't, I don't have to, I don't try to put on airs one way or the other. I don't try to impress and I don't try to, um, you know, to, to be overly vulnerable or whatever. It's just, it is what it is. But in terms of earning the right, one of the best ways to do that and, and to be able to do it while being vulnerable and authentic is tell a story and tell a story about, you know, maybe when you overcame hard times or talk about you before and after, like I used to be, I used to suck at blank. Then I, you know, I read this book and it introduced me to this idea and I didn't know if it would work, but I implemented it. And I, wow, I, it totally changed my life. My results went through the roof. It was in incredible, right? So, so it's this, it's not as this, you don't want to be braggadocious, right? When you're earning the right, it's not about bragging. Um, it is about, uh, being vulnerable and being authentic. And by the way, I, for the most part, um, or, or not for the most part, I, I accidentally read this. I had it in my notes in the wrong place. So what I did to earn the right and be vulnerable and authentic uh, is I said, so the formula I'm going to teach you today is what I call the context creation formula. It's the same formula that I've been using for a little over 10 years to effectively connect, communicate, and positively influence people through every book I've written, every speech I've given, every email I've sent, every podcast I've recorded, you name it. Now, I didn't, I didn't really do anything to be vulnerable and authentic. And, but the earning the right component, I also didn't want to go over and above, you know, most, most of, you listening or you've been listening for a while, you know who I am. So I didn't want to be like, well, I'm the author of the miracle morning and I host the achieve your goals podcast. And I, I put on live event. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to go down that route. I just kind of kept it subtle. And, and by saying, you know, that the, this is the formula that I've used to, for every book I've written, every speech I've given, every email I've sent, every podcast I've recorded. So anyone listening is like, oh, wow, it's, you know, th this formula is what Hal uses to do all the things that he has done that are, you know, the accomplishments that he has. So, so that, that's kind of, I tried to take kind of a backdoor kind of creative way to do it. And by the way, if you are giving a speech, for example, your introduction should earn the right for you for the most part, you know, so you don't need to, brag about your accomplishments, have somebody else do that. That's always a better way to go. Um, but the being vulnerable and authentic, right, is, is talk about your struggle. Don't be afraid to talk about your struggle. From your struggle comes your strength. And, and that can often inspire other people who have not yet found their strength, but they are in the midst of their struggle. Your story of, of overcoming your struggle and finding your strength can often empower and inspire other people uh, that again, that are struggling to find their own strength. So, so don't ever shy away from being vulnerable and being authentic. All right, guys and gals, that is the context creation formula. And uh, I'm going to go old school real quick. Uh, I'm going to tell you what I told you, <laughs> right? So uh, number one, ACK, acknowledge your audience. And again, your audience could be the one human being sitting across the table from you or standing next to you. It could be your children. It could be your spouse. It could be your clients, your prospects, your employees. It could be uh, your audience standing in front of, or sitting in front of you while you're on stage at a speech. It could be the person reading your book, your blog, right? You name it. So that's the acknowledge component. Acknowledge your audience. Make them feel respected, and they'll immediately feel a mutual respect and an affinity toward you. Step number two, ETW, enter their world. Ask yourself, what is it like to be this person? And if you don't know, ask them what it's like to be them, right? And so that you can enter their world. Number three, ENR, enroll your audience, which means try to categorize them into two groups, right? So the either or, you've either, if you've done this, raise your hand. If you haven't, raise your hand, okay? If you've been here, raise your hand. If you've never been here, raise your hand. If you had this, right? So you just really simply, you ask an either or question to enroll them so that every person feels like, oh, you're talking directly to me, and then transition into W-I-I-F-T. That's number four. What's in it for them. And that's where you're going to simply give, you know, tell them what they're going to gain by investing their valuable time listening to you or reading your stuff or whatever. And then number five, well, now that you've made these big promises on what's in it for them and what they're going to get, uh, that's when you need to earn the right. And the best way to earn the right is by being vulnerable and authentic. So that reluctant hero 
um, kind of, you know, take on things where you're not bragging about how awesome you are. You're actually doing almost the opposite where you're being authentic and you're saying, look, I'm just a normal person. And I like figured out some stuff or I got a mentor or someone taught me or I learned this or whatever. And I applied it and it changed my life. And wow, now I feel, you know, responsible to help you and and pay it forward and and share it with other people. Um, and obviously, you know, for me, the miracle morning was exactly that it was, it changed my life. I never knew it would be a book. And, you know, then I felt a sense of responsibility to share it with others. And, and, uh, you know, now it, uh, it is what it is. So, uh, I think that's it. So I'm going to, uh, end the podcast similar to how I started it, which is thank you for tuning in. I mean, again, I, I, I know I scripted that, right? You're like, Oh yeah, how, whatever. That was just scripted context creation formula. Uh, no, but there was nothing that I scripted that, that wasn't from the heart and that wasn't authentic. So, uh, thank you for, uh, for tuning in once again, I hope you got a lot of value and I would love, 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 love to see you or hear from you, um, on how you are going to apply or how you are applying or have applied the context creation formula, please leave a comment, uh, on the uh, blog slash podcast at halelrod.com forward slash blog, halelrod.com forward slash blog. And that's where all of our past podcast episodes, including the new one, the day it launches, that's where they're all posted. So uh, goal achievers, I love you. Thank you. And I will talk to you very, very soon. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. So now we want to know what were your biggest takeaways from this episode and what are you going to do to actually go out there and master that single most important skill? Simply head on over to hellelrod.com slash 112 for episode number 112 and leave a comment there on the show notes page. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by going to hellelrod.com slash iTunes clicking the little subscribe button, and then please leave a rating and review. Rating and reviews are truly the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because they help more people find out about the podcast and decide if this is the one for them. So now until next week, it's time for you to go out there, take action, and achieve your goals. Looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.